A quick announcement before the podcast begins. Don't forget that my three books are now available on Amazon and most online bookstores. 216 and the Secrets of the Universe 2nd Edition is available on Audible, Paperback, or Kindle. It is also translated into Spanish. 216 and the Secrets of the Universe 2nd Edition is a message that myself, the author, Omar Angulo, was guided to deliver by higher beings to humanity through this book. It all began on 216 when my older brother took his life and sent me down an unfathomable rabbit hole over the course of four years. This book can be enjoyed by those that are spiritually curious to those that may consider themselves to be full-blown awakened. My second book, titled My Contact with UFOs, Otherworldly Beings, God, Angels, Demons, and More, is available on Amazon and most online bookstores on paperback. This book is a collection of personal stories and experiences I had with the divine, paranormal, spiritual, and what some may consider to be taboo. My third book, titled My Book of Psalms, The Book of Old Number 3, is available on paperback and is also on Amazon and most online bookstores. This book is a collection of song lyrics written by myself with deep meaning over the course of my life and also a collection of photographs taken by myself or colleagues during not only my musical journey, but journey of life as well. And now, the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of In a Good Way podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Trish Zapata, which was uh, my first guest on In a Good Way on my In a Good Way podcast. So, you know, I'm really excited to have her back. Uh, so welcome, Trish. And yeah, no, no, thank you. And uh, so today happens to be Friday the 13th as well as we're recording this. So I thought in light of it being Friday the 13th, we might talk about a few things, you know, that have to do with the whole, you know, I guess spooky kind of stuff, but you know, it's real. So you know, we'll talk a little bit about that. And also Trish has been struck by lightning. So to me, which I find extremely fascinating, I'm blown away by it. You know, I really want to hear about her story and experience being struck by lightning. I've never met anyone personally, aside from her, that was struck by lightning and not only survived, but just struck by lightning in general. So we're going to talk about that. So to get right into it and just thank you once again for for uh, coming back. Um, so last year around this time, you know, in episode one, you know, if, if anybody wants to go back and listen to it, which I recommend you do, because uh, there's a lot of uh, information in that episode. You know, around this time last year, it was a really strange time. Um, I myself started going through all kinds of crazy stuff. And in the process, because of this, I kind of wanted to know if I was the only one. I also asked you, I reached out to you. I was like, hey, can you pray for me? I'm going through all this. Like, I felt like I was going to die, basically. And I felt like I was being attacked. Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, you know, um, some people don't like, I think they feel like if you say that, it's like giving someone your power away. But it's real. You know, there's people that, for some reason, who knows? You know, <laughs> put out bad energy and there's people that really, you know, try to do stuff like that. So, so I was just trying to figure out what was happening, but to get into like, um, you know, what all that was about was, uh, that's what I felt like there was things. And then I started realizing, reaching out to people and sharing my story. It ended up that there were people all walks of life, 
all re- all different religious kind of backgrounds. Um, and you even experienced something that that I was, you know, I was like, oh wow. Then it felt real. Then I wasn't crazy. It wasn't just me, you know, because during all this time, I even went to the emergency room twice. There was nothing wrong with me. The doctors were like, you're good, you know. And later on, I found out, like, even a friend that almost a year later I ran into, and they had a similar experience. They said that the girlfriend was just like, like, I don't like, you're on your own, buddy. Like, no one knew how to help them. No one knew what was going on. So I was just, I still don't 100% know what happened. But your experience allowed to, to help me know that there was something, right? Uh, and not to keep you happy, not like I want you to, to share your, your story, but I'm just trying to set it up so people understand. Uh, it was something that you experienced, that you had an experience in at least 20 years, you said. Um, I guess it was something kind of terrifying to, to really see, uh, even though I guess, well, I did let you tell the story. Um, so go right ahead about, you know, during that time. Okay, well, thank you for having me on your podcast again. And um, yeah, it was really weird because I'd gone to New Mexico, you know, to go see my nephew. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know, we we had been outside and I just had this really bad feeling. I... I knew that somebody was walking down the, and it's so crazy because I, I knew that somebody was on the other side, like walking down the the sidewalk. And um, <clears throat> I will tell you that truthfully, I was high. I was, <laughs> I had been in pain. I had, you know, taken some edibles and uh, they were really strong. And so, you know, at first I kind of chalked it up to that. And, um, but I could hear somebody walking and every time they took a step, it was like the ground was shaking. Me and my nephew and his girlfriend were all sitting outside and the dog jet he starts growling. Mm. um, The closer, whatever it was, was walking down the street. It was getting closer to us. I became just terrified. Mm. And so Jet came and started growling. And then he came and stood in front of me. And I, I, I have seen like a demon in my window um which actually i don't know there's probably a connection with me being struck by lightning because um you know these things were happening before i actually got struck by lightning but uh not to get off the subject so um then i could hear these chains like it was dragging chains or something and my instinct was to get up and get inside the house. I was really terrified. And, um, but we all just sat there. Like nobody said anything. And as it got closer, I could hear it 
talking and was the weirdest, evilest voice I'd ever heard. And um, it finally got like right in front of us, but, you know, it was on the sidewalk and there was a fence. So there were slats, you know, like in between the boards. And I could see this glowing red eye. And I was like in a panic. The dog is growling really, really bad. Wow. And uh, none of us could move. And I kept thinking, it's going to come in here. It's going to get us, you know? And then I'm like, you know, no, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm so high. I'm like, this isn't really happening. And, um, then it started walking again. It was looking and it was looking and it was looking at me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, and I guess I should tell you that, um, I had taken my bear, you know, I am a bear dancer and a healer and, um, I had taken my bear, you know, I'd been praying for my friend and, um, you know, there had been some things that had been going on even before I got there. Uh, and so um, it started moving. It started to walk off. And finally, I was able to move again. And we just all kind of looked at each other. And I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> you know, and then I was like, I... I I, I didn't even have any words. So, you know, we kind of just went about back to what we were doing and we were hanging out and talking and everything. And so nobody said anything else. The next morning, my nephew, he brings it up. Oh, wow. He brings it up and he says, um, and you know, he's a badass. He's not he's not like a punk or anything and uh he was scared mm. and i was like oh, oh hold hold up let's um and i thought it was because i had taken those edibles that i i maybe misinterpreted what was going on but i hadn't and so you know he sat down and we started talking about it and um you know he started sharing what he was getting off of it and that it was evil mm. and uh, and I realized after we talked that I had brought my medicine into the house and I had been praying for him like he was in a really bad way and when he started telling me about whatever bad energy and stuff before I came I realized that whatever it was was sizing me up like mm. wow I believe it came for him, him and his girlfriend. And it was not expecting me to be there. And that's <laughs> why I was freaking out when it was looking at me, right? Because I was like, it's looking at me. And I just realized after that, like, it was sizing me up. So, you know, I tell them, both of them, I said, it's going to come back. It's going to come back because I like threw it off course that I, I surprised it wasn't expecting me to be there so you know I did another smudging ceremony and this time 
I went around the whole perimeter of the house, all the doors, the gate to come into the, uh, the property and everything. And I think about five days later, it showed up again. And this time, uh, and we were outside again, I could hear it coming and um, it walked by. I could feel it on the other side and it left real quick. Oh, it, wow. it didn't hang around. And so after that, I knew that, you know, that we were going to be okay. Mm. And that, you know, once again, like the powers of my medicine, my bear medicine were amazing, you know, and, um, and I never saw it again after that. And, uh, but interestingly, you know, uh, when I talk to my nephew, he tells me that it's still in the neighborhood. Oh, wow. Uh, but it leaves him alone. Mm. Like it, He says it will walk right past his house. And, uh, but he'll hear it like stopping at somebody else's place. So, you know, I, I it's, it's eerie. Um, but I know that he's protected, you know, and, uh, he said he hadn't had any other like interactions with it, but, um, somebody in the neighborhood said that something was trying to attack them. Oh, wow. And, yeah. That something came, it was in the trees. It was something huge. Um, and, um, uh, that was just kind of really, really weird situation. But, um, you know, people think that in being spiritual, that everything is about the good, the light, you know? Yeah. And um, I learned a long time ago from my mentor, Running Fox. Um, and he would say, you have to master the light and the dark to be able to control them and, mm -hmm. and to, and, um, you know, uh, religion like historically tells us, especially Christianity, like this is good and this is what we do. And we don't even talk about the bad, like that's bad, you know, the devil, this and that demon, whatever it is, like, this is all bad. But in reality, we we have to experience both of those things or we deal with them, you know? Yeah. So, um, I fought that for a long time that, um, I had never been so terrified in my life, except when, um, a demon was looking in my window and I was a young girl. I was 13 years old. Oh, wow. And I'll never forget the smell and the, I mean, I actually had like medical problems that stemmed from not going to sleep for weeks. I ended up in the hospital. And um, so I kept finding, you know, the spiritual side. My grandmother was a medicine woman and she said I was going to take her place. Like I didn't have a choice in this. And, um, one day I'm, I'm coming home. There's a really bad thunderstorm 
and it's raining and there's lightning and I'm running into the house and I'm running between two trees when uh, lightning strikes a tree to my left and the lightning strike, it bounces from the tree and it's dissipating and as I'm running, it hits me. So I actually, I don't know if you guys can see that, but I... Oh, yeah. Um, so I actually had the scar tatted over, mm. but it's where it hit me and, um, uh, it pushed me. I flew back. I was most likely passed out, um, uh, because I wake up, I'm on the ground, I'm soaking wet, my arms are burning and, um, you know, my mother, um, she was a Catholic actually. And uh, we get inside and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, you know, I just got struck by lightning. I, I have blood and I have welts on my hand. Wow. And what was really funny is she was very like unsympathetic about the whole thing. She was more concerned about me getting her floor wet. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, I just got struck by lightning and, um, you know, so it was basically one of the things where she's like, well, did you die? You you look okay. You know, I was trying to have her take me to the hospital and she wouldn't. Wow. And so she's like, just go get some ointment, like Neosporin, <laughs> you'll be okay. And so. Um, so when that happened, were you, like it knocked you out then basically? Oh yeah, it knocked me out. I mean, the impact of it hitting me uh, caused me to fly backwards. And I woke up, I was like on my back. And I mean, I'm just soaking wet from the rain when oh. I came to, I, I don't know um, how long I was actually out. I mean, wow. I, it could have been a few minutes. Um, it could have been 30 minutes. I, I'm not exactly sure. The, the weird thing is like, I never checked the time or anything like that, right? I was so engrossed in what had happened. And uh, and then I got scared because I was like, I, I'm being punished. Like, what did I do to be punished like this, you know? And, and so, you know, I tell my grandmother, I go to my grandmother's and we talk about it. And, um, you know, she was explaining to me that um, basically it was like a wake up call mm. and years later, you know, as, um, you know, I finally embraced that spirituality part of me and training and the mentoring to be a medicine woman and taking her place. And, um, but I realized, you know, later it wasn't, um, it wasn't a punishment. It, it was a reminder of who I am as a medicine woman. And, um, you know, interestingly, I'm not the only medicine person that's ever got struck by lightning. No, I, actually, I actually know four other people wow. that have been struck by lightning. And you know one of these women, Maria from mm. Colombia. Oh, wow. Did you, did you know that? No, I didn't know she was struck by lightning. Yes, she's been struck by lightning, and I know two other people, a man and then another female that have also, wow. and they're all medicine people, mm. too. 
and uh, um, I noticed afterwards that my what I call my spider senses, you know, <laughs> became more um, fine tuned, and um, I noticed that you know my my gifts were enhanced, but mm. that only happened after you know, I actually got struck by lightning. Wow. And to this day, I, uh, I generate a lot of electricity. I have shorted, you know, electrical uh, appliances and phones out. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm even to the point where I, I've had like lightning coming out of my fingertips, which has been painful. Oh. Um, but it happens and if there's a thunderstorm and there's lightning i have to get inside the house like i i just start feeling really weird like okay i'm gonna get hit again <laughs> get inside somewhere so um and that's why i got it tatted well you know it's a recent thing that i got it tatted because for a long time for years i did everything to try to cover it up because i was I was ashamed of it. And uh, I knew, like, just knew I was being punished for something, you know? And, uh, but it ends up that that's not the case at all. Um, it was, you know, it was a gift from the Thunder Gods, the Creator, making me aware of who I am. And so every time, every day that I look at it, it's a reminder, you know, of who I am. And, uh, you know, the blessings that I have gotten uh, on a spiritual level. So I'm grateful for it. Oh, but, you know, I didn't want to interrupt you, but we'll go back to um, real quick, because I still want to ask you questions about the whole lightning strike. But, you know, you said when you were 13, you had seen this uh, demon thing. And uh, so just I wanted to talk a little more about that experience. Like what exactly was it just one time? What exactly did you feel like when you saw this thing or what happened? Like, because like you said, you were terrified for weeks that you couldn't really sleep. So no, I was terrified for years after oh, that. Okay. I've never been right, I think, um, since then. But um, I just remember that it was... It was the end of fall and, um, you know, was the, the weather was cool. So we had our windows open, mm. I, you know, we had the AC, anything on. And, um, we lived in this, at this time we lived in this, um, older house, um, like a colonial style house. So, the ground from the ground to the ledge of my window was, I don't know, probably about 10 or 11 feet high. Oh, wow. Like, um, I, I could fall out of the window. Like it was so high from the ground. And so, um, at that time I shared a room with my sister and my sister was asleep in her bed and went in. Um, and then my bed was right next to the, actually at two windows. I was in the corner. So there was a window 
like in my headboard and then that one right there so I'm like even like I'm laying on my bed and I'm just even with the with the window and um it was about 1 30 in the morning and I turn over and now I'm facing the window and I think it was a smell that woke me up I mean if, if I ever smell that again I'm probably in hell like that's the only way it was a smell of putrid rotting corpse and it was really bad and so I I had opened my eyes and I see this dark figure with these like red glowing eyes and it's standing still just looking at me and I um I thought I was gonna have a heart attack like I was so scared I managed to turn around and get off the bed and I'm trying to wake my sister up and I can't get her to wake up so I could still feel it at the window and um so I leave the room I left my sister in there like she is knocked out and uh you know I go uh through the bathroom to my parents room and uh I tell my mom I say, mom, I, I wanted to say the devil's looking through my window mm. and I can't bring myself to say that. And I was like, mom, there's somebody looking in our window. So I just remember her saying, John, there's somebody at the girls looking in the girl's window. And so uh, my dad gets up, he gets a gun. He goes around, around the back. And uh, of course there's nothing there. And um the weird thing is that whatever it was, was standing there. Wow. So the fact that the ground to the ledge was about 10 feet high, that it was no person. Wow. It was, I'll never forget that. And to this day, I'm, you know, I'm going to be 58 years old. I don't, or I'm not comfortable leaving my curtains. I don't open my curtains. During the day, um, I just I can't. It, it scarred me for life, you know. So. And you said you were only thirteen when this happened. I was thirteen exactly when it happened, and so I never told my parents like I saw the devil or a demon. I never, it wasn't until I was older that I actually admitted that that's what it was. I mean, I was just telling my mom, it, don't, there's somebody, I said, somebody is looking in our window. And um, so then um, I was so messed up from it that um, I made myself sick where I didn't want to sleep. I would like tell my sister, I'll give you five bucks if you just stay up with me. Huh. She would take my money and fall asleep anyway, you know? <laughs> uh, and so then I started taking like no dose and just a lot wow. of caffeine. And uh, I tried to commit suicide. Wow. Because I was in such a bad 
like mental state of mind from it. And uh, the crazy thing is that my parents never even knew that I did that. Mm. I, I think I must have slept like a day and a half and then I woke up. And so they never knew that I even tried to do that. And um, probably a couple of weeks later, I got really sick. And it was because I wasn't sleeping at all. I mean, I had made myself so sick that I passed out. And, uh, you know, my mom, she wasn't a very nurturing type of woman. I actually got in trouble because I passed out and ended up in the hospital. Like she was more mad that she had to take off of work and, you know, than anything else going on. Luckily, you know, I had my grandmother and after I got out of the hospital, um, I went across the street because my grandparents lived right across the street from us. And I went and I stayed with her, you know, um, until I got better. And I didn't even want to go back to the house because I was terrified that something was going to come and get me, you know, and, uh, the next year we ended up moving. So it, you know, it kind of worked out that I didn't have to stay there that long. I mean, I truthfully don't even know what would have happened if we would have continued to um, stay in that house. Aside from that, there were uh, three other times where. Hold on, hold on one second. Just one second. Hold on real quick. Where were we at? Well, I, I was saying like, you know, luckily the next year we, we moved. Right. And Mm. so, um, I just, I wasn't right after that. And, um, you know, like my grandmother was a medicine woman and during this, even during all this time, like, you know, she's mentoring me, I'm learning about herbs and when people would come over, you know, for healings and stuff, I you know, would uh, mix medicines, mix herbs for her medicine and stuff. But I was fighting it the whole time. And, um, you know, after I finally told her the truth of what was going on, um, she explained to me that, you know, people that have a, a spiritual path will, like, experience incidences like this because the one the one side the good side you know is trying to keep this person on this path but the bad side is also like trying to take that person too Mm. and um you know it wants to cause confusion and um you know, have you give up so that it can take you. And, um, and she was right though. I mean, I was a kid. So at the time I really didn't understand, you know, a lot of the stuff, but as I got older, you know, I, I understood what she was saying. Um, it's a never ending battle, regardless of how old we are. Um, and, uh, you know, our spiritual growth, is always going to endure um, negative issues because that's a part of the cycle 
you know? And so, um, I think today I kind of look at it as an ongoing training, really. Mm. Like I have to keep experiencing things, some of the same things, but on a different level to keep up with my spiritual growth. Okay. So you feel that, you know, it's training for, for everything going on, um, which I agree because of things that I've experienced, you know, I'm really glad we're talking about this because even that, right? Like the first part of my life, I was, I guess you're more open to that because when things started happening to me, it's like, I've seen all these things, right? I just made a video called like, I don't know if you've seen it, the podcast for, I didn't really like, I think I mentioned it a few times, but um, the fourth podcast I did, I just did it by myself talking about, I called it, let's talk about sex, but it was about, that's when I really seen these entities. When I was in a relationship with somebody, even not, you know, not all of them were like these long relationships, but I was, and for some reason, there was a recurring cycle. Like I kept meeting these people and they had these things attached and it was like, I mean, I woke up next to this person once and it was like, I was staring at this demon and the thing looked real calm. It was like, they were like real comfortable. Like it was connected to this person. I'm just like staring at it and I froze. I like just, I was paralyzed and I'm closing my eyes and I'm trying to like figure out what the hell I'm looking at. And, um, it wasn't the first time, so maybe that's why, but it was the first time I seen it, like, not just in a vision. It was, like, there. And there was a lot of things going on. And, you know, I guess, not that anyone will figure out who I'm talking about, but just in case, like, like I don't want to say, like, hints to who this person was. But I get it why it was, like, this person, it ended up, right, like, um, it ended up later, like, I understood why, right? So every time it was like, like I was connecting with somebody that had all these issues, right? Um, sometimes it was traumas that they were carrying. I later understood that, right? And again, like, I don't want to put anyone's business out there. Some people experience things from childhood. Some people experience are in addiction, some things. But for some reason, they've never let go of that. And it's attached, you know, so I've seen these things. And I mean, I think would scare. I don't know why I started having these gifts. So like how you said, when you were struck by lightning, it enhanced everything. So when I was little, I already I could I could date my first premonition I had. So when I was about five years old, because something that happened, I was able to look back and look at the date. And I remember telling my family and them kind of like. Making fun of me, almost like, oh, yeah, but I, I was everything we were experiencing, I had already experienced and I knew it. And now it makes sense because I remember telling them like we, and they were like, oh, making fun of me. Like, oh yeah, what's going to happen next? But I knew everything that was happening. It was like deja vu, but in my brain as a kid, you know, how do you, as a five-year-old kid trying to process, like we did this already. Like I know. And, they, and I was telling them out loud, you know, and they're like making fun of me. And I remember all that. So and then I don't remember really a lot of things happening spiritually. And then after when I was 17, which is funny, I think I was 17. And that's how old you were like when you got struck by lightning, when 
So it's funny that this is the same. I was 17 when I had the car accident. It was my junior year of high school, the third day of school. And, uh, you know, a friend, like his sister was picking us up because like I had got kicked out of my high school. And so did he. So he he had gone. He got kicked out before me. So he was going to another high school, like like kind of far. And so when I got kicked out of high school, I went to the, over there. I was like, oh, well, at least I'll have a friend over there at that high school. And so his sister was picking us up from school. And we see her at the at the yellow light or at the light. It was the light, but you had to wait. And we run to the car. And uh, I guess the light's turning yellow. And she she just goes. She thought like this big truck was coming. She thought it was going to stop. But instead, it, it puts the gas, you know. And it hits us right, I guess, on my side. And so, you know, like that's where I got like the scar was all the way, you know. And it it busted. Like I, I guess I was just knocked out. You know, I had a concussion everything. And then... um what do you call it? Uh, like, I remember just hearing my friend's voice after, but I couldn't move from my waist up and I'm just kicking my legs. And when I finally opened my eyes, like, you know, I had a white shirt and it was all red and everything from that thing. But anyways, after that, I think I started having more, you know, I got more connected spiritually. Right. And, you know, they say, and just like this, this year, I think I met this girl that's or you know woman that studied uh psychology and all that and i guess now they study i wouldn't have thought they would actually i was really blown away that she told me they actually study that and not in a like making fun of it way like they actually talk about how people that have had head traumas and all that start having these certain gifts you know so they actually have you know, shown proof of that. So it's funny that psychology now it would study that because I would think before it would have been like just trying to prove people are crazy or they're just hallucinating or the trauma mess of something in their head or something. But instead now, I guess maybe psychology has caught up to where they actually talk about it. Like, oh, people that experience these head traumas or different kind of things, like they have these gifts now. So, you know, I think uh, that probably you know, like you said, the spidey senses, it woke up mine. And so I don't know if that's why I'm able to see these things, but I've seen these things, right? Like, like, um, so all that to say, like, I know a native culture, maybe before, because what I've seen in, in old stories, it seems like old stories of like ancestors, they were more open about other entities, but not in today's thing. Like, it's almost like, oh, that's more like the Christian thing with the devils and demons and this and that. So hearing you talk about that, like, well, it makes me feel more at home, right? Because because that's kind of like, like to me, none of that stuff is is like, um, how should I put it? It's it's an area that I can go to because I've experienced it. So I'm curious, like being around native people. Have you heard other stories like that? Or is it like that? Like they just rather not talk about it and leave it more to that. Like, oh, that's more like the Christian thing. That's more like like that with the God and devil. Or do you hear these stories like being around native people? I um I actually do. I hear a lot. Um, I have a lot of uh Dine Navajo friends, and um, you know, skinwalkers are oh a very big part of their culture and um that is a bad uh entity also to mm -hmm. them so um 
maybe there is a hesitation from them to want to share it with the outside world and not people within their own uh, tribe or, you know, other Native Americans. But um, I know for a fact, even my grandmother, even Running Fox, even a lot of my other elders have stories of demons, bad spirits, you know, dark entities and stuff. So I think it just depends on the person. Um, I'm not necessarily a traditional type of medicine woman, you know. Um, I think I've been more open and willing to share um, our culture and our ways because I think that it's important that we do. I have read on so many different religions, not because I want it to be one of them, but I can't truly understand them if I don't know what they're about, Mm. you know? So I think it's the same. Um, I have read about the occult, just like I've read about Buddhism and uh, Christianity. Um, So I think it just depends on the person. I, I think that even somebody, some people that are like very traditional are maybe going to be a little more hesitant, but I think for the most part, people are willing to share their stories. And I think that they should be told that's a part of our history and our culture. And um, we can't progress if we don't share certain things you know, with other people, with outsiders, so to speak. So, no, and I agree 100%. Um, You know, when I started getting more involved around, well, see, that's how it went for me, right? Like when I started experiencing things, I don't know if I shared this on the other, in the other podcast, but it was like, things were happening to me and I just didn't know who to talk to. So at first, you know, I started reading the Bible by myself and I was like, oh, wow, all these things like that they were going through, like happened to me, right? Like even, for example, like I told you about the car accident, even that got connected me like, like when I read about Jesus and stuff, I was like, oh, because, you know, he had his crown of thorns. And for me, when they put me in the hospital, they had wrapped my head. And so they left all the glass in there. So for like three days when I was laying in my hospital bed, every time I would turn, the glass was slicing my head. So when the nurse finally came, I was like, you know, you know, can I take a shower? I can barely move. They had one of those things where I had to pull myself up. But I was like, oh, you know, are they going to let me take a shower or something? Because all the glass is cutting me. She's like, oh, my God, they never cleaned you. I was like, no. So they had me. Yeah. So I was like, when I read about Jesus and his crown of thorns, I was like, I know what that feels like. Because I was, you know, the band was like all covering my head and it was just slicing every time I would try to turn so for three days I don't know I guess I was just in that much pain that I was just like you know yeah so all these little slices I had all the little glass you know and so there were so many things that were just like I would relate to and that's why that was the first thing right but then when I started going around church and I would try to tiptoe and talk to people I realized that all the spiritual stuff it was like they were reading they didn't really 
experienced so many things from like the Bible and what these prophets and all these people had experienced. It was like they were reading it more from just habit. It felt like some I did talk that had some experience and they believed. Like I remember this one preacher that had been shot. So he felt like there was divine intervention or, you know, there were certain people that had things that that I guess connected them. But then when they were teaching, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't so like, so I, I didn't, I was trying to see who I could talk to about my experiences, but then um, finally, when I went around the native culture, that's when it was like, wow, okay, it's all normal. I could talk about my experiences, even if they didn't know what I was going through. It's like, maybe they knew someone that had or something. So it was all good. And, and then I felt more comfortable. Um, and so damn, where was I going with that? Why? <laughs> I hate when that happens. What were we talking about before? Um, what did you say that, that made me think? Of? Well, we were just talking about, you know, the importance oh, of, I, I know. of our experiences. Yeah, no, no. But also how you said about studying different um, cultures. Yes. So that's how it was, right? Like I learned about the Bible and then I spent, you know, one of the things, I think the way I was led to the native thing was like, I took this world religion class in uh, college and it was like extra credit for every religion or every church you went to. So I went to all of them. I went to like the Buddhist church, the, the Sheik, I think it's called Sheik, you know, like they were, it's sad because they were often mistaken when there was all that hate towards Muslims, the Sheiks, you know, they have the turban and then they, they, they carry like, it's not a sword. It's like, this um i don't know kind of like a long knife or or there's a word for it. i don't want to like give any disrespect to i don't know the, how to properly say it, the thing that but there's certain things with their culture right and uh you know they have the long beard and everything so they're mistaken for muslim a lot uh not to say that there's anything wrong with with muslims as well because i was visiting yeah the the you know sheik temple the hindu temple buddhist I went, you know, Catholic, Christian. I went through everything. And then I went to a native power and it was my first native power. And when I went, I remember I felt like really emotional. I didn't even know there was that many like native people. And half the people I talked to, they were like, oh, I was like, oh, what tribe are you from? And they're like, oh, we're from. And like, where's that? And they're like in Mexico. I was like, what? Like, where has all this been my whole life? And I, I really, yeah, I was like choked up. I was emotional hearing the drums, everything. It spoke to my spirit, right? Like, and then I, and then boom, I, then I started meeting more people. And then in college, like there was a native American club. I joined that. Then I, somehow I was invited to my first sweat and then boom, and it just went from there. But where I'm getting with all that. So I was very open to it. Learn from all these different people, you know, all these different books, whatever you Throw knowledge at me, I'll soak it up. And I was always open. No judgment, no disrespect to anybody's. You know, it's funny. There was a thing that I, I heard from a Muslim kid that changed my whole life. And I would tell people this, but I never wanted to tell people it was from a Muslim kid. Because I would always have like, you know, Christians would always have this thing against Muslims, right? They, and I always told them this and they'd be blown away by this. And I never told them it came from a Muslim kid, but I would, I would observe that and I'll be like, you see, instead of just taking the knowledge that we're all sharing with each other, when, once you hear the religion, because you've been so brainwashed to be like, oh, that's the enemy. You don't realize that we're all here and we can all learn from each other. 
and everyone has all this wisdom. And uh, I remember that was a story that I shared about how this Muslim kid told me this story. Well, I don't, I don't want to keep babbling, but I'll just share it real quick since I'm already there, right? Oh, yeah, uh, I want to hear it. Well, yeah, it was a story. I made a video before I posted it on Instagram. Even people were blown away by that. They were like, oh, wow, all this stuff. But it was about, like, the story. He's like, oh, you know, a man dies. And when he gets to... And when he gets to heaven, God greets or an angel is like, oh, you're going to go meet God. You get to ask him anything you want. So, you know, be prepared. We're, we're going to take, you know, so the angel takes him to God. And then the guy's all like, you know, well, you know, you're God and this and that. Like, why didn't you, you know, why did you let all this bad stuff happen? The wars and, you know, poverty and sickness and all. why didn't you ever do anything to stop it? And he's, you know, like all that, like, you know complaining to God like oh you're God almighty why didn't you do all of this and then God just like kind of you know he's taken aback and then he just looks at him and smiles and he's like I sent you didn't I and it was like yeah and that hit me like wow and I was young you know I was probably not even 20 maybe early 20s when I heard it and it made gave me that that kind of mentality like damn every time I feel like bitching about anything like well, why am I here why did I get sent to earth like can I do something about it rather than just be like and you know these politicians these this and that that you know so you know I tried I, I would always try like even with music that's why I would try you know someone told me once like a song could travel the world in a day so I was like damn that's deep so I you know I would try to make songs about like you know I would do my own things to vent and blah blah artistic stuff and you know, just being an artist, but I would always try to put in a song with a message that I felt like, yeah, this, if it reached the world, this song would, if it clicked, people would get it. You know what I mean? So that message from that Muslim kid, you know, I don't even know how old he was, probably like 16 years old at the time he told me, maybe younger, that impacted my life that deeply, you know? And it was, uh, and it was that. And then, so real quick, and then, you know, I I'll let you talk. <laughs> I don't want to keep babbling on but um but even after right like once i would go to ceremonies and everything a christian friend asked me once and i thought he was being sincere you know he's like, oh you you went i was like oh yeah i went to a ceremony blah blah i don't know if he had called me and i had I was like, oh yeah my bad i was at a ceremony or i don't know and he asked me and i thought he was being sincere he's like he's like oh yeah did you have any visions and i was like oh yeah yeah i did and then I don't know, he said something. And then I realized that, oh, this dude was being like a smart ass. You know what I mean? And I was like, damn. And I was so disappointed that just the mentality, you know what I mean? Like just the, the how it was a joke. But that's, to me, I was like, it's fine. Because that's how connected. I knew, like, that's how connected. Like, yeah, I went to a ceremony. I had a vision. Uh, you know, for me, I'm able to say that. I've never taken any substances. I've never taken any hallucinogens hallucinogens nothing not that i'm against it like i actually would want to experience because i feel like it would enhance it but to this day you know i've even been to a peyote ceremony and when i was in the ceremony something told me not to take nothing because i didn't need it and sure enough after i had a very profound vision and uh and i guess why after because when there were people that were smart asses like that i could tell them like you know what like i have i'll have visions all this stuff and i've never taken any this or that but I, I'm always going to be open to it. Like I, I, 
Like, I almost kind of regretted, like, not taking nothing, but I understood why after. Like, they didn't want me to take it at that moment just because maybe I was still going to face people that were going to say stupid things like that. And for me to be able to say, like, yeah, but I didn't take I didn't take nothing, and I still had these, these experiences. But I think it's more of a faith thing, like, when you're in ceremony, you know, you're there in, in faith. And so I think that's why they, these visions come out and all that, right? Um, but, yeah, just to say that, I know that went, ooh, I was just babbling on. But um like i agree 100 about the all all cultures but the reason i brought that up was just because of how closed off other people like my friend would have never been open to come into my world right like if i invite them to like a sweat ceremony or nothing they wouldn't have came right uh i invited people and people would always be scared and this and that uh i have no idea why they would be so scared or, or maybe just all the brainwashing like oh that's you know like that's of the devil and this and that. So, uh, so, you know, I know I agree a hundred percent with you about why it's important to study all these cultures and, and it makes you more open to, you know, everyone had, there's knowledge to gain from every single culture. Like, Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if I even mentioned this to you before, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, you know, I was telling you my mom, like her family is Catholic. Mm. There were devout Catholics. And my great-grandfather found this rock. He used to pass it. Um, he worked on a ranch, right? And he's across the stream. And there was this little rock about, uh, I don't know, like a couple of inches. And um, every day he would cross the stream and he would notice that one particular rock. Wow. So one day he picks it up and when he turns it over, um, there was a picture of La Virgen de Guadalupe wow. on this little rock. So which he thought was painted and he took it to my great grandmother. And, um, you know, the story goes that, you know, he told her where he had found it and, um, he said, surely somebody dropped it. And that's why he noticed it. So they went to church and they took it to the priest. And um, the priest said, well, just hold on to it. And if somebody comes looking for it, you know, then you can let them know. Mm. And um, I guess they even announced that they had found a painted rock not said what was on it or anything and nobody ever came to claim it so they had it in their house on the mantle by the fireplace and um after i think a year went by the the priest told him well nobody's come to claim it, it it's yours like that's you know was meant for you so they they keep this rock and um, I don't know, after a while, maybe another year or so, they noticed that the rock was bigger. What? The rock was bigger. And so they're both like, and, and other family members are like, yes, the rock is definitely bigger. Hmm. I still got the, still got the painting. Um, 
of uh, the Virgin Mary on there. And um, so they take it back to church. And so the priests had already seen it before, right? So clearly they saw that this rock was growing. Mm. And um, so my great-grandfather and my great-grandmother, you know, let the church use it. Well, when word got out that here was this amazing rock that was growing, people were coming like from all over, you know, to pay homage. Wow. And uh, so um, the point of the story is that I am not a Catholic and I'm not a Christian. I, you know, I grew up uh, with my grandmother who, who lived a native, you know, uh, lifestyle and, and we were raised in that culture, but I also can't deny growing up and seeing this rock grow (laughs) today. The rock is, um, this big. No way. Yes. And I actually, when I get off the phone, I'm going to send you a picture uh, which is another w- really weird thing is not everybody that takes a picture of it even see sometimes they just see this blank rock right wow and uh, i took these pictures um but you know i i watched as i grew up i watched this rock grow mm. and um my of course, my great, you know, grandparents are gone. And then the rock was passed on. And when it ended up with my tia Fela, um, she had been the keeper for a really long time. Um, she had gotten really sick. And there were family members fighting over who was going to get the rock. Wow. And all of a sudden, the rock started turning black, mm. bulging. Like, it looked like it was going to break. And um, my aunt, she finally got better. The rock stopped bulging out. I mean, they really thought it was going to crack and just fall apart. And um, after about almost a year, you the her her image came back onto the rock. Mm -hmm. And when it did, um, it was actually my dad that noticed that there were other images like Jesus was in her dress at, at the bottom and what's his name? Juan Diego. The... Yeah, yeah. Juan Diego. So he's also like their faces have appeared since after it turned black and then it came back to its own color. And um I think it was the university at Kingsville or something. So there was, I, I need to actually find the documentary. Um, so the Catholic, the Roman Catholic church said that they couldn't say it was a miracle, you know, because they had no proof, like they needed to verify. So it was actually sent uh, to Rome they did all kinds of tests on it. It's not paint mm. at all. Wow. But the colors in the rock. And um, I have been, um, December 13th is like her birthday. 
isn't it? 12, I think it's 12. Okay, so they would have this ceremony after the Catholic Church deemed it a true miracle. Like the bishop and cardinals would go to St. Paul, this little bitty old town here in Texas, uh, for her birthday, and they'd have a you know ceremony. And so I have seen it light up, like the gold trimming around her dress and even her eyes where she's looking straight or she's looking down. Uh, it's the one of the weirdest, most amazing things I have ever seen in my whole life. And I'm not, I'm, like I said, I'm not a Catholic, but I can't deny that this thing is true because I've seen it with my own eyes. And, and the point of this is also we cannot disregard another religion because it's not our own, you mm. know, and, um, if people as a whole would understand that um, what's right for me is not necessarily right for my neighbor, you know, like I, I, the good in my life is because of my own culture and my own beliefs, but that doesn't mean they're bad. Like, um, you know, they can be Muslim, they can be Buddhist and that's okay too. You know, if that makes you a better person and it makes you do better than I, I who am I, who are any of us to knock it, you know? So um, it's unfortunate that we have a lot of people that continue to be judgmental. I don't know how many times, and I would get this from my own mother, like, you know, your grandmother, like she's a pagan, like, do you wow. want to be like that? Like, you know, you're, um, you're going to go to hell. She would tell me that all the time. Like, you know, you're going to go to hell. Like if you're not Catholic, you know, you're not right. And, um, you know, you're going to be a witch. Like that's witchery. Like she would tell me all these things all the time. And, um, but thankfully I had my dad who raised me to stand up and be a warrior. And like, I'm somebody, I will die for my beliefs. Like, (laughs) for the principle, because I was raised like that, you know? And so, um, yeah, um, I think we need to be more tolerant. And I think it's important that we continue to study other religions so that we can understand how to better get along with them, you know? Yes. No, no, I agree 100%. Uh, I still can't. (laughs) I get it that it's been indoctrinated like people are born into it right and they're they're so zealous for whatever they've been brainwashed to believe and it's fine even though like you said they're doing that it's cool but it's like okay like with the church stuff right like how you know when i read the bible directly um like, that was one of the things I couldn't talk to anyone at the church about, right? Because at the church, they taught you that no one sees God and this and that. But, you know, me, I went directly, like, to me, even Jesus was always talking about, or he's, his famous thing that everyone says is, like, he said, when you pray, you pray our Father who art in heaven. He never said pray to me. He never said pray to Jesus. But that's what they 
said it. And this ain't no disrespect. If any people that are Christian, you do what you got to do. But that's how I took it. I took it literally. Okay. He's saying, he's not saying pray to Jesus. He's saying pray to God. So I prayed to God, our father who art in heaven. And, and so that's what I did. And so I started having visions of who it was like, but you know, you could easily say it was like the great spirit, the great spirit, this and that. So that's who I would see. I, I could say like, it wasn't, I don't feel it was Jesus that came to me in these visions. I feel it was like God, the great spirit, you know, like the, I mean, and when you see them, it's just this, I can't even explain. It's like, like they've even called them the ancient of days, right? And that's how I would see them like this ancient spirit, but it almost looks like you could touch them like a physical person, but it was just this like all knowing ancient spirit, you know, like that's how I saw them, right? And these, in these visions that I had. So I couldn't say that to them because at church, they would really, you know, drive the point of, of uh, oh, like no one sees God and this and that. So I didn't want to tell anybody that, right? Did your screen freeze? Yours did. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> you, you had froze on. So you had froze on mine. And, oh, um, you had froze on mine. Um, that's crazy. Well, we'll see if it, if it, wow. It's crazy that I was talking about that. This happens to us a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, maybe... They didn't want me to share that. Maybe they're like, ah, I don't know so, why that happened, but that's crazy. Um, the Urantia book talks about the ancients of days. Oh, really? Yes. And um, yeah, there's so much that uh, um, that I want to talk about. I don't even know where to begin, but, you know, when I pray to the creator, and I don't want this to sound bad, I can I look at the creator like a shim, like a like <clears throat> when I have seen the creator, I see this dual spirit that's both masculine and feminine. Mm. You know, so that's kind of interesting that um it's interesting to me that a lot of cultures refer to the creator as a male, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I've always seen the creator as both. That's interesting. You see, so that's, uh, <coughs> I wonder, no, but see, that's a good, um, that's a good perspective to have. Okay, so you were saying that you've seen like the creator as a masculine and feminine. So I haven't, you know, something really crazy did happen to me. I'll tell you after, but explain to me like, so when you've seen, if you don't mind, like how do you see like this, the creator, the, the you know, the, the being, the, the great being in the sky, how do you see? So... Uh, you know, I've noticed that I guess at times, like depending on my emotions, I can see it more in a masculine mm. image um, or more in a feminine also. But uh, for the most part, I see I, I just see this figure like he looks male. She looks female. And even the voice is 
I don't even know how to explain that. It, it is. It's like uh, feminine with masculine undertones or something. It's kind of weird. I don't really know how to explain it, but that's always been how I've seen the creator. Always. My whole my whole life. And, um, you know, I've been having visions and, and gifts um, for a, a long time. I remember I was three years old, right? And I was in preschool and I would tell my friends like, oh, you're blue or you're green. And they're like, no, I'm not. I'm brown or I'm black. <laughs> and I, I mean, I was a little kid, right? I was three years old and um, I thought it was normal to see that in people. Well, come to find out, I was seeing people's auras. Mm. And I see people and I recognize people's personalities by the color that I see around their heads and stuff. And so, you know, I remember telling my grandmother, you know, I told so-and-so they're blue and they are blue, but they said they were brown or, you know, or they're white or whatever. And I'd say, but I don't see that, Momo. I only see, you know, like this color. I always see it around their head. And so she said, I was waiting for you to tell me this. <laughs> she, already knew. she already knew that. Why she, she has the same gift or, or had the that, same gift? Wow. Uh -huh. And so, um, but she taught me at an early age that with every gift is a curse. Uh -oh. you know, also. And so I suffered as a little kid from headaches. And this uh -oh. was the reason. And as I got older, and I started having migraines, um, you know, I had to learn to control seeing that in people. Like, even now, as old as I am, if I'm in a big crowd of people, sometimes I get blinded. Like, cause it will pop up and all I see is like rainbows of colors and stuff because I just see all the energy like emanating from people's heads. Mm. Um, but I've, I've learned to control it though. So, um, yeah, just a weird issue that I've suffered from. No, um, you know, something that I, I almost don't want to say it because I don't want people to. You know, sometimes I get not nervous. I really don't care. Like, I guess it's good. You know, I feel like I could protect myself pretty good. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think um, like it happened to me one time. And I guess maybe praying that I was like, I don't want this. Like, um, it hasn't really happened again. But it happened to be like on this day when like the planets were aligned and it was a super moon and all this. And this friend was going through something. and. They were like, oh, hey, could we go like, you know, you want to go have a beer? I'll buy you some food or something because, you know, I don't drink. So they were like, like, fine, whatever. Let's go. I could see they were going through something. But then we go to this thing and we're sitting in the bar area of this restaurant. Um, I forgot what it was, but it was like the bar area, you know, a restaurant. A lot of, of them have like the Denny's. They'll have some Denny's they have like a bar and then they have the thing. But we're sitting in the bar area. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden. It's like I could hear everyone's thoughts in the whole place. And it was kind of packed. 
And it was, I was like, oh no, I'm just like sitting there like, and I text, I remember I text y'all like, hey, can you pray for me? And then you're like, oh, what's that? I was like, I got no idea. I was, but it was so overwhelming. And then I messaged another friend. So I messaged you and this other friend that I think lives in Colorado. Not I think that lives in Colorado. It was her. I, I, mess, I, I messaged her. And then I was like, hey, could you pray for me? Like, I don't know what's going on. And they're like, oh, and then they sent me this thing. And they're like, oh, on this day, if you're really sensitive to this and that, make sure you're it, like somewhere away from people or something. And it, it, it kind of calmed me down. But then my friends, because he was just like talking, telling me all his problems. But I was like tuned out. I was just like on the phone, like, oh, like pray for me, whatever. And then <laughs> he was like, what is it? What is it? Is it? Is it me? Is it my vibe, my energy? I was like, yeah, <laughs> you want to go? I was like, yes. I was like, let's get, you know, because he had driven. So I was like, let's get the hell out of here. And, uh, you know, that's what it reminded me of right now when you said that. It's like, I don't know, maybe people think it's like, it's like, oh, it's all fun and games and stuff. But I feel like that, like, like whatever gift, it's like, not that it's a curse, but yeah, it's like the gift and the curse, right? Like there's a, a thing to it, especially when you're not, when something new, that's the thing is the new things come. Even when you think like, oh, okay, I have this. Then all of a sudden something new comes and you're like, what is this? Like, like, you know, I didn't expect this or I didn't ask for this or I, I didn't have a warning. Like, what is yeah. this? So I remember that. And, and, uh, as far as I can tell, it hasn't happened again. So no one has to worry that I'm going to, you know, read their thoughts or nothing. But that day, like, it was just crazy. I don't know. It was just the whole, it was something was like elevated because it was some planetary alignment and super moon and this and that and all this stuff and on that day i was just like man and it said like someone you know some spiritual person had made a post like if on this day you're sensitive to this or like a very sensitive empath or this or that stay away from people meditate do this and there i was like in a bar like where everyone's probably like going through something drinking trying to forget about you know, just like my friend, venting all their problems, the wrong place to be. And so, so I, I never forgot that. That's what it, it made me think of, of right now when you said that. Like, I mean, but at least, I mean, yeah, migraines, I've had them here and there. But, but you know, like I couldn't imagine just having them like all the time. And I've had them all my life to this day. I still, I've always have had headaches. It's, it's been, you know a really a rough life because of it. Um, but I was going to say you are a very, well, I've told you that before you are a very powerful empath. And so I can understand, you know, a lot of these experiences that you have because you are, you know, uh, if ever there was an animal whisper, it, it's you. <laughs> I'm totally amazed at, your connection to wildlife like i think that's a beautiful thing too thank you yeah no i love that you know like i told you like the other day i ran into a bear and, and uh i felt like if i would have touched them it would be okay like i didn't feel danger from them but you know i even feel bad like it bothered me that i got caught up with the the stigma of of that you know like how we're because i think our instincts tell us something i think i think our instincts 
I mean, we have them for a reason, right? Like, yeah, but you know, whatever. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I really wish I would, <laughs> you know, who knows, maybe next time. And then if I get mauled or something, then someone could be like, ah, they could make fun of me or something. Like, this guy thought he could pet a bear, <laughs> you know? I but. think you would be perfectly safe. If somebody was going to be safe, it would be you, you know? Like, I I want to pet a bear. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you know, it came to my car. I was even blown away because it came, like, you know, it was there. I was going to use this restroom, you know, in the mountains, and and they were they were closing. So usually it's or the gates already closed at that time. And I drove in to use the restroom. Like I drove in probably a good mile or something in, in the in the mountain. And like I knew there was a restroom over there. Cause I still seen a few p- cars. So I think people were still like walking out or something. Uh, but in the entrance of the mountain. And then I kept driving into some restroom over there. Cause I like, I'll take a little drive. The sun was already set setting pretty much. And then you know, you have to cross a bridge to get to this restroom. And as I'm going. I just see this big old furry thing and I was like, oh, wow, it's a bear. So I run back to get my phone and I come across this bridge. But, um, you know, and then I'm just like recording it and then and then it starts following me. But it's, you know, I don't know. I I, I don't feel like it's, it's not in a hurry. It's really just, you know, do, minding its own business. But it follows me all the way across the bridge and everything. And eventually it comes to my car and I just get in the car just because I was like, ah, let me just not be foolish but even when it gets on my car it put its paws backwards and i was like like damn like he's not even (laughs) he's not scratching my car so i felt like you know and his head's right here right next to me and someone told me they're like you didn't lock your door i was like wow i didn't even think about it like because i know bears could open doors like you've seen videos of bears opening doors but i didn't even think about it but no the bear was really like even that like it didn't scratch my car it was it got on top boom you feel like it's you know, it's all big. They like got on the car, but then it put it. I saw it like come to my window. It started from the back and then it made its way to my window. <laughs> it quit. Oh, I don't want to scratch your car. Yeah. So. I was like, man. So I thought you see, like there's always something I feel good like with these animals. Right. So I don't know. I don't feel bad energy from them uh, for the most part. You know, like I guess people's dogs is something different. Like dogs are like you just can't tell like. I think they pick up the energy of their owner. So if they have an owner that's probably like has that energy, then that's the energy they, you know, they have to protect their owner or something. So they're like, they, they give off that energy with dogs. It's like hit or miss. You know what I mean? Um, But maybe it's me because I, when I was younger, I had, I had, uh, before I really got comfortable with animals, I had situations with dogs. So maybe I still give off that energy. Like when I approach a dog, it's kind of like, I'm kind of still cautious towards dogs. I'm more cautious towards dogs than I am a bear. So that's like weird, but you know. Yeah, this is really weird right now. Look at, look, I, the lights going off and on. Oh, wow. Look at, little, look at the background of. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, yeah. But the light is not flickering off and on. Oh, so that's, wow. that's what I was looking at. I was like, I'm trying to figure out where it's, I have no clue. So there's like the, why is it doing that then? I have no idea if the light is just on 
but I, when he started talking about the bears, the light started going off. I'm like, that's why I was looking at it like, what is going on? Maybe because that- the you're a bear dancer, so the the bear. <laughs> is right here on the bed too with me ah. that is super strange yeah she heard she heard the story she's like oh like my cousin <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome no that's awesome um yeah but see these are like uh you know hopefully like i want to leave like you know it always affects me like um today i barely found out this this singer passed away right um she was, I don't know, you know, if you were familiar. Well, you know, I, you know who Snoop Dogg is, you know, who all, all that death row records, right? Like, they had this singer, Jewel, and, uh, I mean, she was on, I didn't even know how many. She was on Tupac songs, on Snoop's, on this and that. All these people I grew up listening to. And uh, she just passed away. I didn't even know till, she passed away May 6th, and I barely found out today that she had passed away. And she knew she was going to, I guess she had something. I forgot it was her liver, lung, something. So even the guy that interviewed her, she was like, if I pass away, I want you to release this. So they had already like, you know, and it's really sad. I guess even her kids heard it there for the first time that that the doctor had given her six months to live. But in this interview or whatever she was doing leading up to her death, she wanted to share whatever story she had to share, you know, I guess, you know, but I had been watching all these interviews of her, like within this last, this past year, I'm bringing all that up to, to say, like, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I want to make sure I tell whatever stories I have because you never know, right? Like tomorrow's not promised. Uh, she was at least given time. Like she knew she had six months left. So I think maybe during that time, she was just busting out everything, that she had, you know, all these really deep interviews, sharing all this stuff that whatever she had to, to express, I think she was even working on an album. So I don't know if she was fit. She finished this album, but she said, cause back in the days she was like, Hey, that's what we were doing. But now she wanted to leave something positive. Cause all those, you know, those rap songs that, that, you know, I guess she even said like, you know, some would degrade women, but she said she still had fun recording them. Cause that's kind of how it was back then. Like, even though she was a part of it, but she realized, like, it was, like, now, in hindsight, like, degrading women, even, and she was a part of it. So she wanted to leave her legacy, like, as something, leave some positive music and all that. So, you know, uh, you know, I guess at the end, she just wanted to leave her legacy, and she wanted to tell her story. So that's what, you know, I feel like uh, I want to make sure I tell all my stories before, you know, whatever, my time comes kind of thing. I just think that's important anyway. So, you know, I've, I've been a writer too for a long time and um, I was like writing um, like uh, historical art archives for some tribes and um, you know, a lot of stuff that's happened historically, it, it's so one-sided, you know, we don't, we don't get a perspective from somebody else and it could be something totally different than what you know the government or is is put out in public as well so um 
I think that we need to leave these stories as a legacy for, you know, future generations. Um, it's especially, you know, important for Native people because a lot of the elders that have been around, you know, for um, a lot of the events that have happened are dying off really quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe if they weren't so famous, they don't really know their stories, but they made an impact. They were there. They were involved. And uh, if for nothing else, for the history of their own family, I think they need to be told. So that's a good thing. Tell your story. Thank you. No, and, and, but see, like, I don't know right now, like what you mentioned, because see, even me putting stories on video, it's not, you know, because who knows when one day all the electricity is going to be gone. And then, so books are more important, like how you mentioned you as a writer, like, have you ever started writing all your stories in a book or not yet? I have. I've written. So I've written a lot. I just haven't published stuff like um, I actually I wrote. It's called uh, Never Eat Menudo While Wearing a White Shirt. And <laughs> I know it. So and I've never done like comedy, but I was making fun of my life growing up mm. uh, you know in a comedic way and um they're yeah I, and a lot of them are what I call like a you know fucked up funny mm. uh, because of the racism that we dealt with back in the 70s and stuff you know and a lot of the stuff that was happening well it wouldn't go well <laughs> in schools today like uh-huh. it just wouldn't be allowed but uh, because we lived in a time where, you know, people were prejudiced. If, if you weren't, you know, if you weren't white, then you were a problem. It didn't matter. And my dad wasn't, see, that was another thing is like, my dad was an oil chemist. And so after we moved from the house where the demonic stuff happened, <laughs> we were living like in a mansion, right? And, um, we were the only people that weren't not white in the neighborhood and they accused us like, you know, that we were drug dealers and stuff. Wow. And I'm like, how, why can't a person of color be smart, you know, and uh, be able to have a good job and uh, to be educated. And uh, it was just something that, you know, we dealt with. And so a lot of these stories are really funny. Mm. Uh, and that was that was they're all true that's the thing is like they're all they actually happened to me and then I I I was writing it's called memoirs of the demigoddess Sarpanit right and I don't even know if you know who she is but Sarpanit Sarpanit was the demigoddess and Marduk was the god like in Lil, you know, they're part of the Anunnaki, like in Lil and Enki. I don't um, know who they are, yeah. Okay. So uh, Marduk was Enki's son. Mm. And, um, he came to Earth. Anyway, so even though that's what it's called, 
they're really low-key stories about me. Oh, okay. But you use their name. I did. Just because you're familiar with those stories. Like, I mean, I guess we would have to do that on another talk about the whole other, like, the Anunnaki and all that. Like, um, but, you know, it's funny because I read about that in college, like, and that opened me up like the, the, what was it called? The Epic of Gilgamesh? Uh-huh. Or, yeah. Gilgamesh is one of my favorite stories. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it opened me up to all this other stuff. So I was really happy that that they did that. And then I found out that there's all these conspiracy theories, but it really doesn't even seem like conspiracies. There's like, there's, because that, that was like the Epic of Gilgamesh was like, the, they say it's like part of some of the oldest writing that we have in, in history. Like, right. It's some of the oldest, like, Sumerian writing. Like, um, it's not a theory. We have proof, yeah, like, yeah. of these writings, which, you know, brings religion to a whole other, a whole other level. Because if, if we believe those stories, that predate Christianity, the Sumerian history, then we have to rewrite religion. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, we might as well, since we got into that, like how, you know, you never saw, well, especially in the U.S., right? You never heard about the Christianity being called mythology, yet everything else, right? Like, Greek mythology, that Egyptian, like all the Egyptian stuff was kind of looked at as, I don't know, you learned about it. You see it, you go to Washington, D.C., and you see obelisk, and you see this and that, all this symbolism that they took from over there. But yet, that's like the stuff that, while they, it's kind of looked at almost like mythology, right? Like, I don't think they use that word, but I pretty much. And uh, it's funny how they, when they, it's all kind of all it all intertwines. That's why I love having read. I love that for some. I think my dad was the same way, right? Like he didn't force religion. Like, like I remember being in elementary and going to with my friend to his Mormon church, and even that, like, no, I don't want to disrespect the Mormon people at all, but I'm gonna say it because it was the truth. Um, like I remember we went to their church and everything. My friend was Mormon, his family, we would go to the church. I like going because it was really like fancy. Like I remember they had a basketball court indoors with rug. And I was like, damn, who has a basketball court with it? like carpet and everything? It was really strange, right? Uh, but then I guess they found out my friend and they had been more years already since I had met him. I met him in kindergarten. And I think, I don't know, all through elementary, I would go with them. And then they found out that they were on welfare and they kicked them out of the church. So I was like, yeah, I was like, so even as a kid, it it makes sense. It's like that that wasn't a good thing. I was like, who does like, how does the church kick somebody out for being like on welfare? So that was my understanding. If I was wrong, then whatever, I stand corrected. But that's what I remember as a kid. And then also like there was these Jehovah Witnesses that always want, and my dad would be like, if they want to go with you guys, it's up to them, ask them. And so so I think me and my brothers would go with them and they we do like Bible studies with the Jehovah Witnesses. And then 
you know, go to the Catholic church. And so I was experiencing all these things even as a kid. So I think maybe it was already embedded in me as a kid to want to learn all these different things, right? So that's why I'm open to all of that. But once you see it, all these stories intertwine. So that's why I know we could we we could go into a whole nother, I mean, a whole nother video and, and we can make all that, you know, all that stuff. Like, you know about that stuff. That's why we're able to talk about that. Like even the Urantia book, we because that's a whole other thing too. Like, you know, I heard of it more, more mostly through you and, I don't know if you want to talk briefly about the Urantia book, if anyone. I think, um, you know, I'm going to say this, if, you know, to anybody interested, um, you know, read the foreword and um, the insinuations and the stories that are told are so fantastic. Um yeah, it, if you don't read it, then you're just going to think I'm nuts. That um, it talks about everything. Interestingly, one of the things that I have always believed um, is that science and religion, they are part of the one in the same. They go together, but we have taken them and separated them. But the Urantia book talks so much about both mm. and how they matter, how they pair up together. And um, even in them expressing or trying to explain history and uh, beans and everything else that's going on, the numbers are so astronomical. It even says, that we would never be able to comprehend the vastness of space, mm. the vastness of planets and the beings that are out there. To me, that's mind boggling. And, and to somebody else, they might say, you know, this is whoever wrote this is a freaking fruitcake. But you know what? I've I've seen over the years because I've been reading, I had I I found the Ranch book um, in my mid twenties, so I've been reading it for a long time, and uh, I, I cannot uh, disregard the scientific proof of a lot of stuff that the Ranch book talks about. Maybe when it was written, we had no clue or inkling to any, you know, to what we know today uh, concerning uh, astronomy. But as, you know, we have become more advanced and more skilled, then I, I see a lot of things are true. They're finding out that they're true. Mm. So, um, you know, it even talks about Jesus, who they say is not Jesus, but Michael of Nepodon. Like Nepodon was another planet. And like I said, I'm not a Christian. And so this book is not even about like Christianity. It is touching on every single religion, the evolution of even the oldest forms of religions. And uh, I just, I think it's quite amazing. Um, you could read the book a hundred times and learn something totally new every single time. Mm -hmm. Because that, 
information is in there. This is really incredible, I think. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. And, and um, like, it was funny because when you first told me about it, like, you know, I met you on my second trip when I went to Standing Rock. But the first time I had gone, I went for a couple of days. And then the people that I went to meet up with, um, you know, on the way back, like they had to come back for something. And then they were like, yeah, we're, we'll go back. But then after they didn't, they didn't end up going back. So I went back again by myself. But even that, I went I went by myself and I met them there. But on the way back, you know, like a 20-something hour drive. And the guy I was with happens to put, like, the Urantia book. Like, I, I think they had different parts on YouTube or I don't know where. But he puts it on. And so I pretty much drove the whole way because I let him drive for a little bit. And this guy was driving like a nut. So I was like, I was like, just pull over. I'm going to drive, you know. So I couldn't even... You know, I couldn't really even get some shut eye. Maybe I got like two hours or something, three hours of sleep, but I pretty much drove and the whole, like, you know, driving through, we drove overnight and uh, I was listening to the Urantia book. And like you said, I remember they mentioned stuff about Jesus and all this stuff, but I mean, it's like, it makes sense to me. I'm not saying it's true or it's not, you know, like you have more experience with that than me, but, but, um. It was really interesting. And I think whatever they were saying, it didn't sound so far-fetched to me. I would have mm -hmm. to listen to it again. But I mean, I know I at least listened to more than 10 hours of the Urantia book. And it was like, I wanted to keep listening. I remember. I wanted oh, to keep yeah. listening. Yeah. That happened um, when I found the book. Well, the book showed itself to me. And I went and I picked this book up from Ann Garner. Um, that's how I even started. And I couldn't put it down. Once I opened that first page and I started reading, I was I, uh, just amazed. And I wanted to read everything. And the book's like, I don't know, over 2,000 pages. It's some, wow. it's, I mean, the book is huge. And um, yeah, and I, I read it like within a week. Not that I understood anything because the more I read, the more questions I had. Um, but that's why I said, you can read it a hundred times and uh, you'll learn something totally new every time you read it. There's just so much. And um, I think one of the reasons I believe a lot of the things that I've read is even though it touches on religion and science, I, I feel that in reading it, they are not partial to anything. They're not promoting any one religion. They are explaining religions. They're oh. explaining, they're, they're not preaching to us like the Bible does, which for the most part was, uh, uh, not even written they were written in second or third person ezekiel um actually written or by him you know his accounts of these chariots of fire which we feel like he's explaining ufos yeah yeah they've said it now you know so um but i don't like i said i don't knock any religion i can't and, uh, you know, 
having that rock in our family has made me understand like that's really why I'm a believer because I am in no shape or form Catholic nor do I want to be and I'm not disrespecting anybody either for being Catholic right but I also can't deny the miracle of this event with this rock that I have seen all my life from the time I was a little girl like I have seen this rock grow and if somebody were to say hey we got this rock in our family that grows and I'll be like what kind of nut job are (laughs) I mean I would personally feel like that you know and but I've seen it I've, I've experienced it so I don't knock anybody's religion no, no, I, I, I'm with you 100%. I think there was a time when I got defensive about because of that, right? Like having, like, you know, there was even someone I, I knew for a long time and we stopped talking over religion, right? Like whenever I would say any like native related things, like um, they would give me that off. Like, oh, that's from the devil. And, you know, they were like this Christian person and it's like they stick their nose up at, at you for this and you know and then even a friend a close friend like we finally stopped talking over that so it was always very like so i then i became like more defensive like you know what then i didn't even want to associate with people because then i got the the perception like that most of them were like that because i was i was experiencing that a lot so i didn't even want to be around like even you know there was a time a lot of people behind closed doors people would ask me for help from all walks of life right and even Christian people, when all these other people would look at you, oh, like native stuff and this and that, that's that's the devil stuff. But people, you know, even Christian people will ask me for help behind closed doors. And uh, but then so to have a lot of them like treat you in that way, then I just I was like, I don't want to deal with Christian people. You know what I mean? Even though like I mean, there was a time where like 90 percent of my friends were like Christian. Right. Um, but then it became just the closed mind, it was very like uh, disheartening, very like, what's, you know, I would look at them like, what's wrong with them? But I get it. It's like, once you're indoctrinated, it's hard. It's like, why does anyone do anything, right? Like, why does someone join a gang and they're ready to die for it? I mean, you know, same thing like religion. Once you're like, it's like, you're, that's how, like how you say, you're ready to die for your beliefs. But I guess I'm thankful that, you know, like, <laughs> You're very uh, open, you know, so. And, you know, I've I've dealt with that. You know, my grandmother was a medicine woman. She was uh, very highly respected and everything. Um, But, you know, even through uh, my elementary, middle school, high school, people would, uh, you know, accuse me of being a witch. (laughs) I actually think that was a lot of my mom's doing because she used to always say that that you know we were witches like I was gonna go to hell because I wasn't Catholic and you know that was all like paganistic stuff that just wasn't right and so I had a reputation like that I was some scary witch like watch Trish because like she might put a voodoo curse and I was like I don't even know voodoo you know I, I that's not our way and um but I also didn't care like you know and I'm so thankful that my dad raised me that way to to be my own person 
Um, and I would tell people like, you know, you can think whatever you want to think, but I know who I am. And so I'm okay. If you don't like it. Don't talk to me. You know? That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> no no i feel you 100 percent. and so um i guess we're gonna run out of time you know i think that's gonna be it for you know episode seven uh you know i know we could keep talking forever we had a lot to talk about you know it's gonna start with you know it's a good friday the 13th um episode i believe tomorrow's the blood moon too so that kind of adds the whole thing i didn't even think about it till right now um I mean, I don't know. Have you been feeling any weird energies because of the whole blood moon and everything or not really? Yeah. Yeah. I have. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Um, well, you know, I had like this micro heart attack, right? Yeah. And um, I just been feeling a little off. I don't feel sick, but um, I was kind of attributing that to, you know, the blood moon that's coming because it was going to normally affect me anyway mm. i mean just because i'm still in sort of a delicate situation over here and it could be the meds that they have me on too so mm. but yeah i'll be out in about tomorrow though Definitely. no yeah yeah no no i'm glad you're feeling better uh you know I'm glad it wasn't something more serious. And um, yeah, no, prayer is that you, you feel better, you know, and you recover. And that maybe it was, you know, it, it's crazy because I always, you know, like during, and it, see, it's kind of gone away, but leading up to this blood moon, I was even thinking like, I don't know, I, I probably won't get go get checked out by the doctor, but I was starting to feel like even I was feeling like pressure, you know, like in my temples, right? And so I looked it up. Whenever something happens, I always kind of go to, because that stuff has happened to me where, you know, even that, I was thankful that I knew enough about like chakras. I don't know what made me get into chakras, but I learned about that to where, you know, so like if I would be feeling a pain, like, I don't know, people don't realize how much the spiritual stuff will affect you physically, you know? And um, so I was having all this pressure and I looked it up and then they talked about how your temples are like, like your temples, you know, like a row, like temples. And I don't know. And there was all this stuff. And so I, I just tried to be careful as well of information, like, or things that I was letting in. And that kind of relieved everything. Like, I don't know, maybe I was just, there was too much I was doing there, like leading up to this blood moon. And so, so once I, I kind of just relaxed, I think that's what the bear too, me running into the bear, the bear had to do with like knowing when to hibernate, you know, the bears hibernate. So I was like, oh, okay. That made sense. Like, and when I seen it too, the bear was really calm, really relaxed. So I guess I thought like, okay, that makes sense. So. After I saw the bear, I think I kind of started relaxing a little bit. And then all that kind of went away. The pressure, the this and that, that I was feeling. Uh, and so I don't know. I guess uh, I really don't feel anything else. I know this moon's important for some reason. I have to look up a little more what everything that um supposed to happen with it. But, yeah, I don't know. See, we could keep talking on and on. So uh, I guess unless you want to say anything else, um. 
I think we could, you know, we could call it a night. Okay. I mean, we'll save some for the next. Hopefully you'll have me on again. <laughs> of course. No, and uh, no, and also just uh again, like about the religion stuff, like yeah, like I think uh you know, I just always want to make it a point to like for me, I'm all about the unity thing, right? So I don't know. Um, luckily, I was able to process whatever feelings I had towards, you know, like certain religions and everything. And now I guess I became more open to it again. You know, I think it's a defensive thing. For me, it was a defensive thing. I've never had anything against any religions. It's just, you know, when you feel you're being attacked. I think the instinct is to attack back, right? You're like, oh, like hell no. Cause I'm like you, I guess, like just how your dad taught you to stand up. I think like life in general made me like, like, no, you're not gonna bully me. You're not gonna this and that. So I guess it was more that when I went at religion and stuff, cause I felt like they were trying to bully me or or attack me. And then I had to be defensive, but then I had to work through that and then just be like, start over, you know, like a, a blank slate. So. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I um, I just want to say I have friends from all different walks of life and um, religions. Um, and so I'm about unity. And, um, you know, anything I've said, I was not ever trying to, you know, insult anybody. I'm simply telling stories and you know, my life experiences. Um, but, you know, when I had cancer, I had a friend, I was doing uh, Reiki, and oh. that was really helpful to me. Um, I, uh, I actually knew the father of Kundalini Yoga, and he was a Sikh, and he was an amazing person. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to be around some truly you know, amazing people from different religions that have had a profound effect on my life too. So mm. yeah. Um uh, just so people know that we are <laughs> we're not bashing anybody. Like yeah, no, I, I just you know, and I don't say it in a like, you know, me, like I said, like I'm not someone that gets bullied like even the way culture is now, you know, like that cancel culture, this and that. I don't worry about nothing. Like, I'm not afraid of being, you know, because I'll defend myself if I'm attacked. But I had to make it clear that, that, um, like, I love everybody, basically. That's my whole, whole thing, you know, so no one ever feels like I want to have, even that, I want to have Christian people on here if they're willing on the podcast. And, you know, like, I could talk about Bible stuff all day long. So, but I want to see how open they really are to like the spiritual side of it so i would like to have a guest that's really like open to not reading like as but like actually like the spiritual part of it so hopefully i could get someone on that that has experienced things and all that stuff and so i want to have you know people from all across all walks of life as well you know um like the the rock thing yeah so i mean yeah if you don't mind sending me the picture of the the map when i get off the phone i'm gonna (laughs) so Okay. Um, you can see it. Your mom might be interested. Yeah. In- yeah, yeah. Cause um, I mean, she she's still like you know, even when my brother passed away, they did the rosary and all that. Like, I'm, you know, so she she's has that. Like, I mean, I never really seen her 
I like, you know, hardcore, like all Catholic. Like she never told me anything. She was never towards me like, oh, you're the devil or nothing. So even that, like I had her very, like my parents were very open to like, go ahead. And I, I guess I'm thankful for that because at least that, at least maybe it would have been tough if I would have had parents that were like, oh, you're, you know, devil or this and that. Like, so, so at least that was good. So, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely show her and, and see what she thinks. Okay. Awesome. Well, well okay. thank you. Yeah, no. thank you for having me. I, um, as always, I enjoy our discussions. So, um, you know, anytime you want me to come on, just let me know. I would definitely will. <laughs> thank you. No, no, I love having you on as well. And just, I mean, the conversations we have in general. So thank you. Um, have a good night. Uh, I guess we got through Friday the 13th without anything crazy happening aside from your lights flickering and stuff but I guess they still are too it's so weird I don't even know what's going on so. know, that's crazy. Oh, that's good I guess it's a good sign <laughs> I, I do I, I think Osa moved too um, but she's so much comfort it, you know when you said like the bear calmed you and um, that's funny you say that because you know like after I had this micro heart attack I came and I laid on her and I've been sleeping like on her um, mm. and I just feel better. So I think that's true. Yeah. But, no, no, but yeah, this is, yeah, not to keep going, but yeah, no, the bear, like I always look at it like strong medicine, right? Like, um, you know, it's only the third time I ran into a bear in the wild like that, that I could remember, you know, maybe when I was little, they took us to like, you know, those, at wild animal parks kind of thing but i mean i don't know that's still in like they're really not wild animals but this is only the third time in person and yeah to me it's like it helped like a lot like it always does you know so i'm, I'm i get it 100 percent. so i'm i'm glad you have her you know to to help you with everything it's really good medicine so yeah we'll talk about um I think that happened, not today, but I'm just going to bring it up. But about the day that she was walking in the living room, I'm going to, we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That'd be a perfect way to start the next conversation. So most definitely. Thank you very much. Uh, so, okay. I won't keep you any longer. Good night. Um, Good night. Okay. Okay. We'll talk soon. Okay. Good night. Bye-bye. Feeling it, you know what I'm saying? Just feeling it. <laughs> and I wanna feel this way forever. Yeah.